Hello, this is Andrew WK, and I'm here to remind you that we're partying very hard together on the Freaky Geeks podcast. Look at that. Perfect fucking transition. (laughs) It's been so good, and then he stopped, and now he's doing it again. Greatest intro ever is the dog barking. Um, I know that the music is supposed to keep going while we do the intro, but um, I don't want it. I feel like it's too loud. So, what's up? Hi. My name's Joelle, and um, oh my god, I forgot my thing. You go. I'm making you go now. Do you have a thing? What you said before with the pasta was good. Oh, I have a mouthful of pasta and a heart full of opinions. My name what's is your name? Chelsea. There you go. Perfect, good, great, and grand. Fuck, I was going to say the pube and the sandwich thing, but I feel like I don't like that one. You can be the itch that you get like in your inner ear, and the only way that you can try to scratch it is with your tongue and like swallowing, but it never actually goes away. What? What? Did you just say that I need to itch my ear with my tongue? You know when you get like an itch in like your deep inner ear, and you Uh have to like, you can't oh, really get it. Oh, that I see what you're saying. It's yeah, like less ear herpes. Disgusting. Your ear herpes. Not that's not great. It's not great even a little bit. Um, I was in like that's disgusting. I literally pictured like your tongue wrapping around so <laughs> no. long, and then so, but you're saying like it's so deep you're touching it with your tongue. I get it. I understand. Yeah, it's like I'll be that your tongue to the back of your throat and be like. Oh. To like try to get it because it's such a deep itch. You know, I was trying to help you. I came Thank prepared. You. Thank you. So. Thank you for the assistance. Also, yeah. that <clears throat> sound you made. I hope someone clips that and uses it for like everything. <laughs> Just a ringtone. Exactly. Um, also, apologies to everyone listening. I'm not sure how great this episode is going to be. Not because Chelsea is amazing, but because this is our first time using Zencaster, which is the program we're going to be using with Shane being gone. Which, by the way, as you may not have noticed, Shane isn't here. He moved on Saturday night. He uh, got to New York Sunday morning, was there for a few hours, and then jumped on a plane to Florida, where he is currently doing the dry bar tour. tour. So. Right. Because Florida is a trash state and Shane belongs there right now. Exactly. Exactly. So Chelsea's here hanging out with me while he's doing that. I figured it would be kind of nice of me to give him a break in the middle of moving. Also, we record on Monday nights. He has a show on Monday night, which never fucking happens because who sees comedy on Monday night? So anyway, here we are. Um, A few new things I wanted to hit on. And Chelsea's like, just thrown into this patreon tattoo poll the winner was spider jedi as a surprise to no one so that means shane has to get spider jedi tattooed on him he'll be back in town around comic-con which is like april 19th and april 20th 420 man so hopefully we can get him in to get that tattooed we'll live stream it we'll make a video whatever and chelsea do you want to read off shane's shows yeah so like puffin shut up so he has one um tuesday february 26th so you can listen to this podcast and then you can go to the show absolutely um that's in west palm beach florida at palm beach improv he has one thursday february 28th in naples florida at off the hook comedy club uh wednesday march 6th in albany new york at the albany funny bone 
Thursday, March 7th through Saturday, March 9th. He is going to be at Ro- in Rochester, New York, at the Carlson Shows. Those are at 7 p.m. and 9 p.m. And you can also find out more info at tour.drybarcomedy.com for tickets and more info. Hell yeah, beach. And I just saw his show on Friday for the second time. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I actually sat by his brother and his mom during the show. And it was so, it was like I got double show because I got to watch them reacting to the stories that he was telling. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was so uh, you and I and everyone else who matters uh, on and no offense because those that was his goodbye show on Friday and tickets were sold out for a few days. So I don't mean like everyone who matters. There were people who wanted to come that matter that didn't get to because of tickets selling out, whatever. Anyway, so that was him doing not clean material and telling some new stories and making fun of his brother. So that was fantastic. A little bit different than the dry bar tours. And I recommend seeing him headline by himself. And you can, even though the dry bar tour is great and they're all great, but seeing not just Shane, but also Jay Whitaker, who's on the dry bar tour with them get to like be filthy again was refreshing. So it's so funny because I brought Oliver with me to that show. And the first time he ever met Jay, we were at Dr. Volts and Jay had just seen Into the Spider-Verse. And the way that he was talking about it, he was so inspired by just the way that they portrayed Miles and getting to show it to his son. And he was there buying Into the Spider-Verse, the graphic novel. And he was like so wholesome and happy. And then Oliver saw him like completely 180 at the show of him just like crying and swearing. And he's like, is that the same guy? It was really good. Shout out to Jay. My boyfriend really, really likes you. Oh, so sweet. Jay gets another shout out in the ads later today, but... You know, oh. it's kind of a lot. That's a lot of love for Jay in this episode. Too but much. Anyway. Too much. Um, Not enough. Speaking of shout outs, I wanted to give the biggest shout out to Haley Elizabeth, who is Mick, Miss X Haley, H-A-Y-L-E-Y on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, all that shit. She's also a mod in the Freaky Geeks group. Um, she has completely rallied all the mods in the group together to create a discord channel for freaky geeks and it is my favorite thing i finally got on it this weekend um not because it was bad or anything but because i didn't understand discord discord i guess explain it to me like i'm five it's a set up like a 90s chat room so there's the freaky geeks chat and then in it are all these like different chapters if you will like different rooms for different topics So all the NSFW or actual porn memes that people have been posting in the Free Geeks Facebook group that have been removed, there is a place for you to post actual full penetration porn in the Discord. So welcome to uh, the Wild West, I guess. It's a super, super cool little thing that they put together. And Haley was spearheading that with Colby behind her, um, Cole Robbie on Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all that. And then John at Damn the John and at Damn the Weather Ban. Jared, obviously, Jardozer, Josh Keita, and Danny Melveris, who are all um, your group mods and who put this Discord together. So thanks, everybody. You guys are great. Get on the Discord. Links will be live on social media after this episode if you are are not already in it. (sighs) 
Last thing before we fucking get into the episode that we're doing today, which I haven't even talked about because I'm a perfect podcast host. Um, Chelsea and I are doing a fucking advice column. So get ready for that. Both of our lives are a fucking mess. So I, Right? But for real. <laughs> the best advice you could get is from actual dumpster fires. So it's going to be good. Okay. So before we get there, um, if you guys remember from a few episodes ago, um, Colby gave the idea of doing an anonymous submission of your weirdest habits, dark secrets that nobody knows. Um, kind of like a sexy pasta, but not sexy. So we're going to be doing those submissions through Curious Cat. I think it's the only way we can kind of really do it um, anonymously. So it's curious, curiouscat.me backslash freaky geeks cast. Um, you can also grab that link off of all social media. We'll be sharing it. So um, submit shit to that. Finally, here we go. I wanted to do, I don't know if anyone knows, I don't even know if you know, um, Chelsea, about Dear Abby. Dear Abby is an advice column that people can submit anonymously into. And she gives, I think like her mom did it before her and then she like took the helm. Um, But it's like been around for a while and it used to be in newspapers. Now it's online. Yeah, she's just really direct and to the point. Yeah. People, for some reason, appreciate her opinions. Yeah. I know that I think her mom was, like, more of the humorous one. Like, her mom did it as a comedy thing. And then I think when she took it over, um, she kind of just – she did it in her own way, and she's just more serious and direct, but honestly gives great advice. I tried not to read her responses on the ones that I picked. Because I didn't want to be influenced by any of it. But I have a feeling we'll kind of land with her in the middle of that somewhere. So I've talked a lot. So I'm going to make you read this first one. Oh, great. So, dear assholes, I have I been reading. It. <laughs> I have been reading your advice and your mother's for decades. False. My mother is dead. I am an attractive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's okay. okay. That's fun fact. Sorry. Fun fact. Chelsea's mom is dead. Yep. Uh, I am an attractive 65 year old woman. I have no problem meeting men. I've been told numerous times I look 20 years younger than my age. The problem is, if I hear another man tell me how beautiful I am, I may go ballistic. I want a man to appreciate me for my intellect and my personality. I thought when I was past 50, I would no longer have to hear about my looks. I want a man to appreciate the person I am inside, not outside. I don't wear makeup and I don't dress up. What does an old lady do to get a man to appreciate her for her brain and not her looks? Sincerely, annoyed in Florida. Well, hit up Shane. He's there now. (laughs) This would be a Florida woman writing this in. I'm going to let you answer this first because I have a very hard opinion about this so i want to hear what you have to say first Uh, i mean i don't know i think that like i like to hear that i'm smart and i like people to puffin i like people to tell me uh like nice things but even i default to telling my lady friends or like my niece like oh you're so pretty i think it's just like an easy quick compliment for people who aren't necessarily uh creative i mean i mean Yeah, I get that. But I also feel like saying that you look – okay, if you're 65 years old and people are telling you that you look good, 
I feel like that's equivalent of being like, love what you, I love that hair clip. I don't know. It just feels like not a degrading compliment. And the way that she's taking it is like at a dig at her, like she's this vapid fucking idiot. And I don't think that's it at all. It's like, if you look good, don't you want to know that like you look all right? And there's like this weird thing to the like, uh, I uh, want, how do I get a man to appreciate me for my brain and not her, and not her looks? Um, unless you're just like running around, like reciting Pythagorean's theorem and like doing algebra on the sidewalk with chalk, like how is someone's first impression of you going to be like, I can't, oh my God, she's fucking Einstein. Well, and let's also dissect what she said. Her very first sentences were, I'm an attractive 65 year old woman. I have no problem meeting men. I've been told numerous times how young I look like, you're presenting yourself on appearance only. Like, why not be like, I volunteer at the soup kitchen two times a week and I walk dogs for free because I want them to have fun. It's like, if you're presenting yourself in physicality only, that's what you're going to receive back. Yeah. I honestly, like nothing in here makes me like appreciate her character. I know nothing about her character. So if I was going to compliment this woman, I'd be like, yeah, she probably does look good. That's all yeah. I literally know about her. No, I completely agree with you on that. Uh, it's so it's so weird that at 65, you're still mad about this. Right. Also, like, I don't know if it's because I am a little bit vapid, but, like, if I look good, I want the world to tell me. See, and I'm... I'm don't I, like I'm such a potato person that if I'm out in public and a guy walks up to me and he's like you're so beautiful I'm just like like ah, leave me alone <laughs> but like if a girl tells it to me like when I'm in line at the bathroom or something I take it so much more I feel like I would rather accept that kind of compliment when I don't feel like someone's just trying to tell me sexually and it's like I'm sorry dudes like you're probably really genuinely mean it but I'm yeah. so conditioned to just be like oh leave me alone I yeah like, I just want I feel like it's more genuine when it comes from someone who has nothing to gain. So I can kind of get what she's saying, but also chill out. You're 65. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like intent is a big thing because I've had strange men compliment me and it's been genuinely flattering and kind. And then I've had people degrade me. Same thing with women. I've had women compliment me and degrade me and I've had women compliment me and I take it to heart and want it etched on my tombstone. Like intent is a big thing here. And the way that she's describing it just feels like she's an older woman and people are impressed by how good she looks. Maybe it's even like, damn, girl, how's your fucking skincare routine? Like, off the chain? You look great. Um, Right. And we both have, like, had our Tinder and Bumble expeditions. Like, it's incredibly um, shallow. Like, you basically catch people on what your profile looks like. You don't really have a good way to present yourself. And yeah. It's, I mean, it is what it is. You just, yeah. kind of like, the da- that's how dating has evolved. It's very, like, instantaneous, make a decision, and then if you're not into somebody, it's, like, rare when it gets to actually develop into something a little less vapid. Yeah. No, for real. Also, she's like, I want a man to appreciate me for my intellect and personality. If you, if your intellect and personality don't outshine your looks, then you don't have a great intellect and personality. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Sorry. That's like, seriously, 
It's like she, this 65-year-old apparently attractive woman is the neck beard of 65-year-old apparently attractive <laughs> women. That's She's like the truth. Ain't it though? Like if you were actually super charismatic and smart, people would be talking about that and flocking you for that over. Wow. Also, fuck this bitch. I don't wear makeup. Okay, because that doesn't inherently make you like more beautiful or like I have seen so many people look worse in makeup. (laughs) It's like, like, yeah, I'm not going to look like a fucking egg because I don't have my eyebrows on that day. Yeah, but at least I'm not this bitch. Yeah, the <laughs> more I read this, the more I read this, the more I actually think uh, this woman is the worst. And she's given us nothing to go off of, but this post alone makes me agree that she has no intellect and personality, and that's why people only care about her looks. Okay, next one. Yes. Dear assholes, my wife and I are having a debate. A married woman is out of town by herself and meets a man two nights in a row for drinks. Over the next few months, she talks to him several times on the phone, and then one night he calls her at 9.30 after she's already in bed and tells her he's in town. So she gets up, gets dressed, drop-dead gorgeous, takes off and meets him. She sits in his truck for an hour, kissing and hugging, no sex or intimate touching. All of this is without her husband's knowledge. Did this woman have an affair? Yes. Yes. Yes, very much so. Yes. Like you said in the fucking world of Tinder and Bumble, I consider um, intimate conversation, intimate texting even, having an affair. Oh, 100%. If she's not telling her husband, this bitch is cheating. Absolutely. Like, and they say no sex, no, or intimate touching. Um, Making out with someone, someone and, like, sexting them is absolutely cheating. I'm Plus, just an hour kissing without intimate touching. Kissing and <laughs> hugging for an hour. What is Yeah, this? right, bitch. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh I I don't understand what the debate is at all. I I don't I guess do people if they're, if they're like uh if insertion and penetration did not happen, then it wasn't an affair. I mean, if only one of us had an ex, let's call them Christopher, okay. uh, who did this to them. Like, I could see them thinking that this doesn't count because there wasn't actual fucking. Uh-huh. If you lie and carry on a relationship for months, even, what does he say? Like, yeah, nine yeah months? he says months. I mean, the first part of this, a married woman is out of town by herself and meets a man two nights in a row for drinks. Not cheating. Talks to him several times on the phone. Not cheating. But it's like, all of this without her husband's knowledge, 100% cheating. Yeah. Like it's the yeah. conspiracy. And if like, and that's really not up to the wife. It's up to the husband to decide what's cheating or not, because that's his boundary. Not well, like, her. let's even think about this, a court of law, this could be intent. So you hire a hitman, but the hitman actually is the FBI. He didn't kill anyone, but you paid him to, you still paid him for the in- intent to do it. You're getting charged with intent to murder. Like right. this was, if you're secretly meeting up with someone for drinks when you're out of town, and then you like talk to them all the time, to the point where they feel comfortable enough to call you at nine thirty at night, say that they're in town because they know you'll fucking meet up. Y'all had intent to fuck forever since the day you met. Yep. Like the fuck, there is no debate. 
But I, I don't know. I know that some people don't consider like, um, well, I can't even say it because I consider it like emotional cheating. Oh, a hundred percent. I do too. And it's, I, and honestly, it's like the worst. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's like abusive, right? To like yeah. pull somebody through those emotions and the up and down and this like carrying on with this secret life. And it's, it's like really up to the, I mean, it's up to the husband to like, or the wife, I don't know, my wife and I, it's like up to the significant other to set that boundary and be like, no, this is cheating. And if you can't agree on that boundary, then you're fucking wrong for each other. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the debate needs to be, what are you guys' personal boundaries? I know for me personally, I think emotional affairs are even worse than sexual because if you just met someone in a club and fucked them, never talk to them again, that almost has less of an effect on me than you talking to this person every day for months and then slipping out to go see them in the night. That's fucked up. 100%. It's Y'all like could not even touch. Yeah. Up, you could not even touch and that would piss me off more. It's like the conniving and the secret bullshit. It's shit. So yeah. Dude, if you're in a relationship and your significant other pitches this hypothetical situation to you, maybe get the fuck out because <laughs> yeah, if yeah, yeah. Don't consider that an affair. Chances are that they've already like they've already done, done it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, you got this next one. Holy shit, this is so long. I'm ready. I know. Okay. Dear assholes, our 22-year-old son stays with us. He has a part-time job and goes to school part-time. He is somewhat secretive. We don't know his friends or where he goes. One day, he brought a male friend over and they hung out in our guest house, drinking and playing video games. They went on for several hours and then the blinds closed. My husband wasn't comfortable with that, so he knocked on the door and went in to talk to them. He asked the friend if he had a girlfriend and the friend said no, that he's bisexual. Our son then announced that he is also bisexual. We have only met one girl that he dated and the male friend who is over. The friend did say he isn't interested in our son and that they are strictly friends. I don't think my husband should have quizzed our son in front of his friend. Our son has a chip on his shoulder and a I don't care attitude about many things. He blames a lot of things on his ADHD. He acts like he can't multitask or concentrate on what he's supposed to do. He tries, but if he forgets to do something, he gets an attitude from time to time. I don't know what to think. Sincerely frustrated in Washington. This is got so many layers to it. <laughs> right. Well, so okay. Let's start at the beginning. So the beginning one is basically your adult son lives with you. He goes to school and has a job. So they're letting us know that he's not a deadbeat. Fine. He lives with you in a in a in their guest house which i'm assuming the son lives in which is basically like separate separate space yeah, like a mother at least at the very least a mother-in-law apartment right yeah that's what i'm thinking as well um and then he closes his blinds when he has a friend over of the same sex and then your husband <laughs> thinks it's a good idea to go barge into your adult son's personal space that you allow him to live in and ask about their sexuality. What an asshole. I, uh, that is so wildly inappropriate. And it's like, we don't know his friends or where he goes, but like they don't include any part of fucking asking him about it. 
like, Noel, you and I have like friendship tattoos. My dad would not be able to pick you out of a fucking lineup. Oh, absolutely. It's just like, absolutely. I'm pretty sure. I mean, your dad has met me and mm-hmm. he probably wouldn't be able to pick me out of the lineup. Like your mom knows me because like, you know, your mom's amazing, but. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that is also, we're not getting a lot of context here. Like, do you have some sort of uh, agreement with your son that like he's allowed to live in the guest house, but like under the same rules as if he was 16 and living inside of your house. Like, does he pay rent to you? Does he have a right to his privacy? Do you guys have some sort of deal where he does not? Like, I just cannot even believe that. Our son then announced that he is also bisexual. How fucking traumatic that it's like forced out of him. Yeah. In this super embarrassing fucking situation i feel so bad for this kid i cannot i this kid needs to get the fuck out go go live in a fucking hotel because your house sounds like a nightmare you can go to school full-time child and have a job i promise you it is possible get out and get that degree straight up go find a roommate go live with your super fun bisexual friend yeah yeah probably your boyfriend go hang out with him like get the fuck out of there i promise you living with some strangers you met on facebook is better than whatever the fuck your parents are doing to you because that is some goddamn bullshit my god and then also like the friend said he isn't interested in our son that they're strictly friends like would the dad have barged in if this boy had a girl over no what kind of deep-rooted homophobic bullshit is like ticking in these people's fucking minds that they don't allow their son to have privacy with people of the same sex that's straight up it though that is the fucking ticket right there that it's you're absolutely nail on the head with that they would not have barged in if there was some fucking girl there because clearly the dad just walks in like god girlfriend like the fuck are you about dude like i cannot even handle that what a traumatic coming out experience what a traumatic time and then they're like they've only met a girl that he dated and then this friend who was over so the whole like we don't know who his friends are. You know this friend, apparently. This friend has come over before, and this is no how you shit. treat them? Yeah, you fucking embarrass him. Like, I didn't. I wouldn't bring friends over if I was embarrassed yeah. by my parents either. And no wonder why bitch, you don't know shit about him. Yeah, I wouldn't show you anybody. Goes on to say he has a fucking chip on his shoulder after being like, hi, here's all the reasons why I'm psychologically damaging my son, or at least sitting by while my husband does it. And yeah. for some reason, he has a chip on his shoulder. Like, no shit. No fucking shit, dude. Oh, my God. And then they're bringing up the ADHD. Like, damn. Right? It's like your son has a part-time job and he's going to school. He functions fine without you. Like, yeah. I would blame my shit on, like, ADHD for not wanting to put up with my parents' bullshit either. And, like, what is it? Since when is ADHD, like, ADHD, like, a dismissive, like, This is why my son has a chip on his shoulder. That's so ridiculous. So ridiculous. And then she ends it, I don't know what to think. I think that you guys are bad parents. That's what I think. Yep. Both of you are bad parents. The dad is fucking insane. And then you standing idly by equally as bad. Guilty as charged. Yeah. If you can't love your kids for any of their choices, then you shouldn't have gone balls deep in your wife. 
<laughs> That's what it is, though. God, what a fucking dumb bitch. I hope I I want to go back and read Abby's response to this because I hope she really fucking dragged this bitch because this bitch needs a reality check that she's a grade A cunt. Right. And it's like, oh, under my house, my rules. But then it's like you expect all of these adult things out of your child who you are also treating or like you want them to act like an adult and then you treat them like a fucking child. Yeah. Like you want your kid to multitask and concentrate and do all these things, but then you also barge into his room when he has a friend over and be like, "Right, where are you guys? Let me see your hands. What are you guys? Why don't you grow up? Why do you have do you have a girlfriend? Y'all are gay, right? The fuck, get out. Okay. Ugh. Ugh. How? Yeah. How disgusting. <sighs> okay. Like, bitch in Washington. Yeah, frustrated in Washington. Bitch, worst mom. Dear assholes. My buddy is cheating on his wife with a friend of mine, and I'm being used as the Trojan horse. Get him to come out. It's really getting to me when I go to a barbecue and know what's going on. What should I do? Stop being a bitch. Straight up, though. Like, I'm so over this, like, oh, if it's not my relationship, it's not my business thing because it's like oh or blame the third like blame the person you're in a relationship with don't blame any of the third parties but it's like at what point did human decency go out the window this guy knows it's fucking wrong he's calling himself the trojan horse like fucking stop participating yeah also saying that like oh it's not my relationship my problem but then you're the middleman you're the drug dealer like what what you it is your problem now you got involved Bitch, you're the string tying the tin cans together. Get yeah. out of here with that weak ass shit. Straight up, though. It's so confusing to have that, like, to be like, not it's not my problem. It's not my relationship. But I do rent a car to give to him that he can then use while wearing my clothes to go pick her up. Like, what? What the fuck? And I'm also like... I'm also like the uh, like the blowhorn when it comes to friends relationships. It's like if I see someone's boyfriend on Tinder or whatever, I'm screenshotting it and I'm sending it to them, and I'm like, "Girl, I don't know if you knew this, but here you go." It's like, oh yeah. Why can't you just like look? Why can't we just look out for other human beings? This guy knows it's wrong. Stop yeah, participating. He, he clearly knows it's wrong, and man, I am with you on that. I'm a fucking whistleblower. I'm just like. Saw your fucking bitch getting real crazy. You know what I mean? Like, I just, because at the end of the day, I want someone to do that for me. So I'll always do it for them, too. And it's like, I'm not doing anything that I'm ashamed of. So I fucking catch you. Yeah. Like, I'll call you the fuck out. Yeah. Because I've I've been, and I'll admit it, you know, because I'm not, even though I am perfect, I'm not perfect. I've been on both. I've been the one fucking slying around, slumming it and cheating. And I've also been the one getting cheated on. And it's like when I was getting cheated on, I wish that all the people watching idly would have said something. And then when I was cheating, I knew that every breath could be my last. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. come on. Like, it's like, it's like Jesus Christ, man. Like, I haven't, um, like, I've been in the situation where I've been cheated on and fucking everybody knew. Everybody. And they were all complicit in it. And then you finally find out and you're like, holy shit. Like, I expected like more from these people in my life. And yeah. And then on a personal level, doesn't it kind of feel like, don't you kind of feel dumb when everyone else knew besides you? 
Yeah. Oh, totally. And then it's like, oh, I want to hold these people accountable for being shitty. And then it's like these weird social standards where it's like you're almost shamed. Like when you get cheated on and like you're supposed to be like, okay, well, I'm only going to be mad at this one person. Like it's just so messy, especially this guy's involved himself in a relationship, whether he wants to or not. Yeah. So, I mean, now you have to decide if you're – you either just keep being complicit or you, like, grow a pair and man the fuck up. Yeah, you do do the Jersey Shore thing, like the, dear Sammy, Ron, on the first night, Ron was in the club. He he had his breasts or his face in between the breasts of of the waitress. And (laughs) you got to literally – literally take that fucking text go find that verbatim online insert your friends names and then just send it anonymously and that's how you solve that problem like i'm not gonna like pump up my abilities of exposing bastards but if trump was cheating on people and someone was like take care of it i could fucking find all the receipts Like, people really shouldn't underestimate the resourcefulness that, like, a girl and her group of friends have. Oh, absolutely, man. I'll go full FBI. Like, Mueller report. I can get a 9-11 report on you, 50 pages, and get it, like, as a thesis and then scientifically published. Like, I will find you. That's what it is, though. Can I tell you a deep, dark secret of MySpace? Tell me. Okay, well... So back when MySpace and PhotoBucket were the only things we had online, um, I was dating this guy, and there's a chance that he listens to it, and I don't even care. Uh, his name was Nathan. Um, and I was always sketched out that he was, like, cheating on me. And honestly, he was never that attractive. I was always dating down, um, and yet he, like, acted like he was the hottest dude ever. But, like, whatever. Live your life, I guess. So anyway, I went on Photo Bucket and I just typed in like hot blonde or what the fuck ever. And I found some girl's photo bucket with all these photos. She clearly uploads onto her photo bucket every day. So it would be very easy to like catfish someone with her profile. Right. Because if they asked like, what are you doing today? You know, there was like a picture of that day. Yeah. Had a cache, if you will. So I made a fake profile with this girl's shit. And I was like, I'm just going to add Nathan and see what he does. That motherfucker was so goddamn dehydrated. I hadn't even written my script out by the time that bitch added me and was just like trying to fucking hang out and get his dick wet. Like my fake profile hadn't even said, hey, winky face. Just sent the request and motherfucker was diving in deep. The goddamn Sahara out here. Everyone's dehydrated. absolutely parched nathan you dumb slut i agree also uh since we're uh why not tell all of my truths nathan's sister she was mad at me for breaking up with him even though he was clearly the worst um she went and told my mom that i wasn't a virgin anymore (laughs) (laughs) and your mom was probably like yeah, I know. <laughs> my mom was so bad. My mom dragged me, bitch. My mom was like, yeah. well, now you have to go get tested for AIDS. <laughs> and she did. She did. Oh my she, God. 
she's scarlet lettered my ass in front of my fucking dad and she was like your daughter has to get tested for AIDS now no yes, dude. Amy yes <laughs> and I didn't want to be like mother I understand this is shocking news to you because I am a child and the person that it was with was an adult and this is upsetting to you but this bitch is a fucking cut and you know it. <laughs> Fast forward, this this girl, Nathan's sister, was the one who would like always call and be like, Look, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to beat your ass. My mom was like, well, get in the car. I'm driving you to go fucking fight her. Like, my mom wanted me to beat her ass so bad. Like, your mom wanted you to like be a bitch, but not like have like a shitty vagina. It's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now you're like herp free. So thanks, Amy. Yeah, I am. I don't have, I did uh, just a little fun fact for everyone. Did not have AIDS, uh, Thank, thankfully, even though like, so my mom is, here's the thing. My mom is great, but there were a lot of times when she wasn't. And I will admit that I was their first child and they were, my mom was very young when she had me and mostly unmedicated for most of the time. And a lot of that fucking repressed ass Catholic guilt came slithering out when it came to dealing with me and sexuality in particular. And she was never like, she was, my mom was never homophobic, but my mom and my mom was never like virginity. You got to keep it for the Lord. But she was very, like Italian Catholic in the like your pussy is made of gold and no one deserves it and never touch anyone. Like she had me on birth control and she like my, my, she wasn't like a safe virginity for the Lord or for marriage, but I think she was upset with how young I was. And instead of being educational and sympathetic while also being a little hard, she just went full, um, catholic uh embarrassment and berating lord i was the opposite my parents were basically like so long as you don't get pregnant we don't care but i was such a fucking good kid i don't even think i started swearing until my senior year my dad just found out this year that i never snuck out as a child like not once because they told me not to like yeah, and like I lived with my parents until I graduated uh, from Weber, and then even then, fucking straight and narrow. But my sisters were wild. My sister like banged this dude, and then she was like, "We're gonna run away and get married." And then the guy was like trying to escape from my dad and slammed into his like brand new truck. Woo! So it was very like one eighty. But I was yeah. such a good kid. Your, your mom could have adopted me, and yeah, they probably would have thrived with that more. And but my to, parents would have loved you. They would have been like, let's party together. Fuck hell you. yeah. I will say um, I was uh, a terrible child and I was so fucking horny all the time. Like this, the like last high school ex I had, I would just fuck him anywhere and everywhere. And despite my parents laying down the hammer, I still like fucked him in my kitchen and in the front lawn while my parents were home. So YOLO. great job parenting guys you just made me better at sneaking it yeah in your fucking faces fuck you okay read this next one okay (laughs) i love you and noelle's dad what's your dad's name dave (laughs) greg (laughs) gary 
It was like a four-letter name. Fuck off. Okay. I'm clipping that and sending it to him. <laughs> I know everything about your mom, and then I'm like, and your father? Greg? Greg? Dave? Eric, white dad name. Okay. Oh, Dear assholes, nine months ago, I met this incredible guy, and we fell in love. We got along so well. He's smart, good-looking, has a great career, and there didn't seem to be any problems. Six months later, he casually mentioned that we are political opposites. Now, I'm not that big on politics, but we all have reasons for being conservative or liberal. But when I asked him to explain his ideology, his answer was simply to slam the other side. Is it ridiculous for me to want to end my relationship based on this? To me, it indicates that we have very different morals and values. I made my position on social issues clear from the beginning, but he thinks I'm foolish to worry about things that aren't true and or won't affect me personally. I feel misled and betrayed, but I miss him a lot. I don't fall in love easily, but getting over this has been difficult. Am I overreacting? Hmm. I'm trying not to laugh because do you remember that Marine dude that I dated like at the beginning of the year? Yes. And he was like, oh, what conspiracy theories do you really believe in? And I was like, I don't believe we went to the moon. And uh, then we were talking about uh, the like L.A. riots. And I was like, oh, yeah, rioting is like the voice of the oppressed and the voice of the unheard. And then he fucking broke up with me over a text message. He was like, <laughs> I, I was like on my way to see the Avengers. And he was like, I find that it's endearing and cute that you think that like our presidency is filled with lizard people and that the moon landings were faked. But I really can't get behind your like political ideologies. <laughs> and like, I was like, you think it's cute that I believe the moon landing was fake and that our president is a lizard person, but you like can't like back me up on actual race issues <laughs> it only extends so far chelsea i'm willing to forgive you for believing the president is a lizard but justifying riots because of police brutality you know what fuck you that's what you drew the line there that's right and i i don't know so i was trying not to laugh <clears throat> anyway yeah that sucks like you shouldn't be with someone who like has totally different morals and values it's going to create issues in the long run yeah the uh this i feel misled and betrayed absolutely because there are definite especially right now politically there are things that if you are the opposites on these stances then like that means our values are so far apart that you have betrayed me like the easiest one and i think most of everyone would agree it, it would be like um gay marriage like, yeah, if someone if I was super, well, first of all, I'd like to think that I would never be in a serious relationship with someone and then they pop it on me a month or two later that they don't believe in um, same sex marriage. I would be like, what? Th there's no circumstance in which that has not come up already. But like to this person's credit, even like whatever, maybe we'll just say like that guy. I don't know. He was so, they were too busy having fun to talk politics. <clears throat> but like. If someone came out on that, like against an issue that is so um, like personal to me because I believe it's like against human rights and creates suffering and actually hurts people and hurts children and hurts families when you are against it, so viciously against it as well, there's 
you have betrayed me and you've misled me because you have come into my space where you've probably met people, you know, who that's, they are like in a same sex relationship, or maybe they're like a, a couple that has a same sex couple that has some kids and you've, you've come into my circle with that hidden in the back of your mind belief. That, yeah. If that is betrayal. It's also like really callous to like tell someone their foolish story about things that aren't true or won't affect you personally. Like there's lots of things that don't affect me personally, but I can still find them morally reprehensible. Like I'm never going to be forced into like a arranged marriage, you know, but I still can like really sympathize with people who have no choice or like these like child brides. I mean, that's yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that that I'll won't not. affect me personally. It's like I've never been a victim of child sex trafficking, but you sure better believe that I've got a big fucking opinion on it and want to do everything I can to vote, help and prevent that shit from happening. That won't affect me personally. Maybe, the argument is such bullshit. Yeah. Maybe like t- maybe even before this presidency, this could have been a little bit more of the case because we weren't so divided or black and white. Right now, unfortunately, it is divided and it is a little bit more black or white. And if he's not willing to explain himself, then fuck him. Sorry. Like, yeah. I mean, and I it, know people who voted for Trump who are just like, I like black people and I like gay people. I only agreed on this one thing and now I feel really misled. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. it's also if you're dating someone and they think they anything that you worry about and they just dismiss it by telling you you're foolish, they're probably like a narcissist asshole and you shouldn't waste your time on them anyway yeah absolutely 100 percent. and it seems like this person she says um i miss him a lot i feel misled and betrayed i miss him a lot so it sounds like she's thank you next to him and i think that's the best case scenario yeah bye yeah like go find a nice conservative lady this i don't fall in love easy and getting over this has been difficult Am I overreacting? I don't think you're overreacting. I don't fall in love easily. Me neither, bitch. Welcome to the fucking club. That just means that you have high standards and apparently you need to raise them more. Good luck. Yeah, you'll you'll fucking find someone. That's fine. easy. When you're a good person and you're empathetic and you care about other people and social issues, like you'll attract. Like keep putting that out there and you'll attract someone good. Yeah, straight up. Okay. Oh. Dear assholes. Our high school age daughter has a great group of friends. They often spend the night at each other's houses for sleepovers. It's usually two to four girls sharing rooms and beds. My dilemma is that one of her friends is a gay boy. She asked if he could stay over. After some thought, our response was that he could, but in a separate bed. What would your answer have been? Signed, not in the parenting handbook. Plot twist. Your daughter's a lesbian. Yeah, plot twist. See, um, I actually had... um, one of my best friends growing up was gay and he was always, and, and you know, my dad and listeners kind of know my dad, very conservative, but my friend, Justin, if you're listening, what's up? I miss you. Hope your life is great. Um, he is so flamboyant that my parents were just like, there's no possible way on this earth in this t- timeline that anything will ever happen. Like go on. Like my, <laughs> Know that, know how fucking crazy my parents were about like sex and all that shit and whatever. They did not care. Like, we had a gigantic bed in a spare bedroom, like downstairs in our house that could literally fit 10 people comfortably, no joke. And we would squash that bitch with like me, 
and like six other people and of those six people were my clearly two lesbian friends and then our gay friend and they did not have a problem with it well even on the flip side of this growing up my best friend was a boy and so i would have sleepovers with him all the time and he is very straight and um like why i don't understand why people only bother to parent on this shit once it comes up why not just like when I was younger, my parents were never worried about there being any like sexual interaction or sexual touching because it was always like, oh, he's your friend. And like you just they had those conversations with us like this is what sex is. And we knew and it was like, this is how you know that you're ready for it. So when I'm growing up with my friend, I'm not curious. I'm like, oh, he's a boy. I'm a girl, but I'm not interested that way. So I don't feel any pressure to like explore it. Yeah. Like, and we're still best friends to this day. And our our moms were pregnant at the same time. So we've literally been friends for forever. And I was allowed to have sleepovers at his house all the time. He had sleepovers at my house all the time. And it was never fucking sexual. And it's like, stop sexualizing your children. If you're worried about your children being sexualized, talk to them about it. But like, don't worry about these genders anyway. I'd almost say that like, everyone experiments on with like boys or girls pretty much. So yeah, no, I, mean, I completely agree to that. And that's why the, that's when you first said plot twist, your daughter's gay is, is the funny thing because you, everyone's cool with uh, these like fucking girl sleepovers. But I, how many times was everyone just like experimenting and figuring shit out with each other because you feel most comfortable with your friends. So Yeah. Your kids are a little yeah. Get over it. Also, high school age. Like, just... Like, let your kids be kids, man. Don't fucking keep putting all this, like, energy into thinking that your kid's out there, like, fucking everyone, you know? Like, your daughter wants to have a sleepover. Keep that childhood going and keep it happy. Like, if they want to have sex, they're going to do it. They're not going to ask you for your permission for them to spend the night. Yeah, that's the truth of it all. At the end of the day, that's it. If they wanted to fuck that person, they would have done it already and not said anything to you. Yeah. So, I mean, get your kid on birth control if you're super worried about it or get her a dental dam. But that's all you can really do. Yeah. Okay. You got this next one. It's another long one. I know. Dear assholes, I am a single mom. True. Puffin is a full-time job. <laughs> uh, a few months ago, I met a man who contacted me on social media. After meeting him, I realized he was married, but he was not happy. Unfortunately, his wife has a terminal illness, and he feels obligated to care for her until it is over. We formed a very close bond as we talked and soon realized we are in love and want to be together. Because of her illness and lack of support from her immediate family, we agreed that he needs to fulfill his obligation to her, and I will wait for him. We have continued talking and spending any time we can together. And even though even though um, her care always takes first priority. When she found out about our relationship, she was very upset. She has left him many times in the past because of wrongdoings on both their parts. But since her illness, she has come to rely on him for everything. She claims to have deeper feelings for him since her illness. But he says it's just a fear of being alone. He claims his feelings for her are those of friendship and compassion, not love. My question is, do you think we are doing wrong to continue quietly seeing each other while he sees her through this illness, or should I step away until his obligation is completed? Sincerely, waiting for him. Oof. This is tough. Oh, you're all evil. This poor fucking woman this is... who's dying with a terminal illness has to now worry about this bullshit. This is rough. 
Jesus Christ. Okay. If I was the woman dying of a terminal illness and then I found out that like my husband was cheating on me, I would just want him to leave. I would be like, I would rather die alone in nursing care than have this fake bullshit go on with you. Right. Like, this guy is a fucking monster. Like, who... He's not... You don't stay with people out of, like... Like, your fucking terminal wife out of friendship and compassion. We don't respect her enough to, like, end your relationship. Yeah, because, before like... Before you start dating someone else. There's even... There's even a line to this where you could be like, look, this has nothing to do with you being terminally ill. That's just unfortunate. But like, I am falling out of love with you, but I want to be here. If you'll have me, I want to be here for you for compassion and friendship because we've known each other for so long. And I want to be here with you through all of this and, you know, be there with you at the end. But I just want you to know that it will not be in a, um, you know, like romantic way. There's like right, like there's like a he feels version of this story where like this woman who's dying and looking at her life would respect that versus finding out that she's being cheated on. Right. And dude, fuck you. If you know someone's married and it's bothering their spouse who's fucking dying of terminal illness. These two are like me- meant for each other. They are meant like, for each other, that. though. Pity cheating, like how real talk. How you get them is how you'll lose them. That's so, the like, truth. who knows down the road? I just feel, man, I feel bad for this lady with the terminal illness. I know it. I like how she's like, there's wrongdoings on both their parts. Like, oh, maybe she got cancer and that's what she did. <laughs> but like, you can't control what she did. You can't control what he did. All you can control is what you're doing and what you're doing is being like a real shady. Yeah, bitch. because even before the like I found out that he was married and then that his wife was dying, it's like, so you were just talking to this married dude and until you uh he brought up his dying wife, you were just gonna talk to a married dude. And like he yeah. found her. They're both awful and wrong, and I hope that they both live a miserable life constantly cheating on each other together. And I hope that this woman, through her final days, finds peace and comfort in knowing that she died a good person and not a fucking cunt. Yeah. Maybe they'll all get terminal illnesses. Maybe she'll live and then they'll both die. Oh, my God. So what if she gets, like, this, like, miracle cure for some reason and then both, like, the husband and then, like, the mistress get this, like, weird bone marrow thing and she like the ex-wife is the only match and she's just like no and then doesn't give them this like life-saving bone marrow transplant you know what i like that end of this story so yeah that's our advice column thanks for listening before we go all these people are terrible everyone is also oliver oliver texted me a question that he wanted us to answer What is each of our favorite conspiracy theories that we actually 100% believe? Um, My favorite conspiracy theory that I 100% believe is that Einstein and the FBI and the United States government were working together to take down Nikola Tesla because he wanted to provide clean and renewable free energy to all. 100%. And I'll have a whole podcast about that. There's an episode coming. so fucked, right? Yeah. Um, the only reason he's asking this is because I told him if he ever found out what conspiracy theories I actually believe in that he would break up with me. So I'm going to just say the ones that I've already told him, which is I believe the moon landings were faked. 
I mean, I the more that I think about the moon landing ones, the more I kind of believe that there's a good chance that they were faked. Well, and it's like Russia at the exact same time was trying to get their people into space and there's cosmonauts and like astronauts that are like burned up on reentry. So, and I, uh, what's the other one I believe? Uh, oh man, I believe so many. I should probably get evaluated. Who's, yeah, probably. I mean, who's the, uh, the director who made, uh, like Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. Yes, that's it. The Stanley Kubrick fake moon landing idea. The more you look at Apollo 13 and the more you look at the footage from the moon landing, the more you're like, well, you know what? Maybe. Yeah. And also our government has the ability to control the weather to trigger like natural disasters and tsunamis and stuff. That's totally real. Yeah. Project HARP. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 9-11, inside job. That's not a very popular one. You think 9-11 was an inside job? Oh, 100%. Uh I or at the very least, we fucking knew about it. We knew about it to the level that we also knew about Pearl Harbor, and we just wanted to get our fucking dick sweat and some Iraqian oil, man. I actually one hundred percent agree with you on that. Mac Arthur has a joke that's like, uh, I th- I don't think the first tower was us, but the second tower for sure was. Yeah. <laughs> we're like now's our chance yeah. oh shit well fun good great we'll have to do a conspiracy theory episode you and i um i'll go into my nikola tesla theories more because it has to do with the world's fair the chicago world's fair during the same time that hh holmes was there being active and killing people the fucking government and einstein were getting ready to take down tesla yep let's do it our last conspiracy one got totally derailed by old piss for ball Shane asking about flat earth so we gotta do part two without him questioning my fucking life story man I agree I completely agree also speaking of piss for ball old piss for ball Shane someone who does not have piss in their balls and their piss is perfectly stored in their bladder is Casey Roy who you should go get tattooed by. Um, follow her on Instagram, Casey underscore Roy underscore tattoos or at murder of crows tattoo 640 North um, in North Salt Lake, Utah. Sorry. If you're not in Utah, fly here, come get tattooed by her. She is incredible. And then um, I still don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Um, yeah. Valo, Valo, Valo studios. Um, Devin Jade. Like- she's been, uh, what were you going to say? Like, is there a like of it? Oh, no, I was going to offer to read this one for you. Oh, you can read half of it. I wanted to talk about talk Devin about- Jade because she has been a fan of the podcast from the motherfucking beginning. When we first did a run of merch, which I'm sorry, one day we'll get our shit together and make merch again. She got a shirt, took an awesome picture in it, was promoting us online. Uh, so thank you for always supporting us. And now we get to support you, even though you were still supporting us in the process. Devin whitened um, my teeth and Shane's teeth. And then you can talk about the rest of it, Chelsea. Well, she also did Jay's teeth. So this is like what his second shout yeah. out. But um, so it's always like, oh, I got my teeth whitened and people aren't sure of the results. But like having seen... Noelle's teeth and Chain's teeth and Jay's teeth. I on my very limited funds. Once my doctor for my broken face says it's okay, I'm going to go in and do it. But it's like the angels descending from heaven, sustaining one long note when you look at their Thank teeth. Thank you. 
Um, and Devin is giving anybody who mentions the podcast $50 off of the $200 whitening service. So if you're fans of the podcast or fans of Shane's and Noel's, um, hit her up on her Instagram. Uh, so that while she still has openings, because I feel like it's going to fill up really quick because everybody that I've talked to about it has already made appointments. Yeah. Um, and I'm terrible <laughs> at talking to people about things because I got these like Cheetos in my face. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm actually a, and I, it was a humble brag last time Shane and I went in there cause she's going to put some bling on our teeth. Um, she was like some real players that are fans of Shane's comedy hit me up. Like half the fucking team, half the fucking real soccer team is going to get their teeth whitened by Devin. Like to the point where she used to be able to be like, just come in. Now she's like, see you on Sunday. And I'm like, damn bitch, you filling up. But seriously, she tried to sponsor the video that she filmed of Shane, like that professional video, and Instagram denied it because they said the um, results were too unrealistic and are considered false advertising because his teeth were so yellow and went so white in the film. Oh, my God. Devin, hit me up. I do tons of graphic design shit, and I will 100% do it for you for free if you want some, like, cute Instagram advertising. Just let me know. Straight up. She's the best. So go check her out. Um, it's V-A-L-O dot studios on Instagram. That's where you can book through her. Check out all of the before and afters. They're no fucking joke. Trust me from a bitch who drinks soda and coffee all the fucking time. It changed my life. It's one of the few things that I would pay for out of pocket because the results were just insane. And I've been using Crest White strips and making my teeth sensitive. And I had no sensitivity, instant results. They just got whiter over time. I, I think the two things I'm comfortable spending money with are my hair and my teeth. So go check her out. And then my fucking amazing lady, um, Brittany has been doing my hair and what's her thing. Brittany Evans hair on Instagram. If you want to get gray like me, go check that shit out. Um, yeah. She's with green peace, green space, green space, green space downtown. She does my hair. Yes. Too. I had a real fucked up haircut and she fixed my goddamn hair. Now I look real cute. She did. I love whatever she's doing to your hair right now, getting you back to like that natural, but like full of body blonde is my fucking shit. Well, so like I went in there and I was like, oh, I'm gonna have to cut off like 10 inches of hair because the last time I got a haircut, the lady just dry razored it. Mm. So it was like my ends. I thought I had like fucking damaged hair and I was like, I'm going to have to cut off all this shit. And she was like, oh, no, we'll fix you right up. And she watches RuPaul's Drag Race. So you can really get like all the drag queen tea from yes, her. Yes, I know that she was doing a drag queen podcast. I'm not sure if she still does because she's a student and a mom and works at a salon and is insane. But check her out. Last but not least, this month's Patreons. We'll just go back and forth. So I'll start the first one. Jake Anderson. Jack Ford. What is this one? Rivera Raising, Lori Graff, and then just Manny. So thanks everyone for supporting us on Patreon. If your name has not been called um, from whenever we began it to now, email us freakygeekspodcast at gmail.com or DM Shane or I or the podcast on any social media platforms. And we'll throw you on the motherfucking list. And if you're in that group, tell us a fun fact about you so we can talk about that as well. Don't blame me and my unprofessionalism. Blame Patreon for being shitty. Um, anyway, that's it. Find me on fuck Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, at Noelle Fane, N-O-E-L-L-E-F-A-E-N. 
Um, Shane at Shay Dozer on everything. And then this is Chelsea and you can find her at uh, just graphic novel book club, Utah's graphic novel book club on Facebook. I also write the comic book articles for bleeding cool. Shout out to bleeding cool. And shout out to bleeding cool. Out to bleeding cool. Uh, and then also my Instagram is harpy, just H A R R R P Y. And I post nothing but pictures of my dog. You're there. also so, an artist. So if you want pictures, art of your dogs, animals, whatever, hit up Chelsea. Oh yeah, I do dog portrait hell yeah cool well hail satan everybody hail our gorgeous hair thanks there for you me. Go. bye <laughs>